the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. You don't negotiate with a dictator and give him legitimacy without any notion whether he is going to do anything at all. You don't do that. Look what happened. He gave this dictator, he's a thug, legitimacy. We've weakened the sanctions around the world against holding, uh, uh, committing people not to trade anything from oil to parts that they can deal with uh, providing missile technology. And what's happened? It's been weakened. I would be in Beijing. I would be calling to, I would be speaking with Xi Jinping. I would be reassigning the relationship between Japan and South Korea, and I would make it clear, I would make it clear to China, we are going to continue to move closer to make sure that we can, in fact, prevent China, prevent North Korea from launching missiles to take them down, and if we don't, why am I stopping? No one else stops. Okay. Joe Biden shouting at you incoherently. He was invading China two or three times last night. I'm Hugh Hewitt, Morning Glory America. My head still hurts from that fiasco. Joining me is Jake Sherman of Politico because I needed someone um, to, to sum up conventional wisdom for me from inside the beltway where Jake operates, where I am this morning, and and where I, I just saw a different debate. Some people thought Joe Biden was impressive. Uh, Jake Sherman, good morning. I thought he, he, it was a fiasco for him. What did you think? I thought the whole thing was kind of unimpressive, and the entire uh, everything was kind of a disaster. I thought there was too much crosstalk. The moderators lost control of the debate. I think these things have diminishing returns. I really do. I think that we're getting to a point where uh, we know the field. We understand what they're about. We understand, meaning we meaning the voters, we understand what's going on. And um, I'm not sure what the utility of these debates are any further. Well, I, I certainly believe you can uh, lop off Amy Klobuchar and Tom Steyer after last night. They're just not going to be factors on Super Tuesday. So you're down to... Bloomberg and his money, Pete Buttigieg and his charm, uh, Bernie Sanders. Is there anyone standing between Bernie? Elizabeth Warren and her doggedness, because she just fights on Bernie Sanders and his lead. And then Joe Biden and his uh, kind of loyalty through the decades. Am I right? We're down to five people. And I think the Democrats are in a jam. I don't know if they're in a jam, but we're down to the fact that Bernie is basically has what it what would in, in any other year with a, a clear sense of the field be considered a 
probably a close to insurmountable lead, absent some sort of event that we don't know about. He's ahead in, in, in states where he needs to be ahead. He has delegates already. He's, he's cruising, in a sense, toward the nomination. The only thing, in my estimation, that could stop him is some sort of uh, Bloomberg surge that we don't see at the moment. Uh, because if you look at the polls, he's ahead pretty much everywhere. A little Bloomberg for you. Cut number uh, 14. I think what's right for New York City isn't necessarily right for all the other cities. Otherwise, you'd have a naked cowboy in every city. So let's get serious here. But I do think it's the government's job to have good science and to Jake Sherman, let's get serious here. The mayor may be the worst debater I have seen since 1976 when I began watching these as the youth director for Ford in Massachusetts. Honestly, I think he's terrible at this. It's not his strong suit, let's say that for sure. The naked cowboy is probably, as the New York Times put it, not known to anybody west of the Hudson River. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the theory. I don't understand the strategy. What we've seen is $500 million in television advertising, obviously a massive sum. He has spent his way to relevancy, but these debates are just not his best format. And his team realizes that. His team realizes that. Uh, his entire argument is, I am a competent manager of, of institutions, of cities, of, of uh, organizations, and I'd be a competent president that you don't have to worry about. Maybe that's so. But our political system is a series of tests. And whether that's right or wrong, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. But the American people have tended to want to see competency on the debate stage. They want to see retail politics. They want to see all sorts of things that you can't really bypass on your way to spending your way to the nomination. Joe Biden, another great moment by the former vice president. Cut number six. I'm the only one that ever got it done nationally. I beat the NRA twice. I got assault weapons banned. I got magazines that could not hold more than 10 rounds in them. I got them eliminated, except we had a thing called an election with hanging chads in Florida, and it was not reauthorized. In addition to that, I passed the Brady Bill with waiting periods. I led that fight. But my friend on my right and others have, in fact, also given to the gun manufacturers absolute immunity. Imagine if I stood here and said we give immunity to drug companies, we give immunity to tobacco companies. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when right, Bernie... Stop right there. Uh, that, I thought, my gosh, he thinks Avengers Affinity War was a documentary. 150 million people, Jake Sherman. In the last couple of days, Joe Biden has said he's been he was arrested in South Africa. He said that he was running for the U.S. Senate. He said he cut the Paris climate deal with uh, uh, Chao Ping, who's been dead since 1997. The Paris Climate Accord was obviously cut in 2016. I, I don't understand what's going on. I think obviously he might be. Uh, uh, confusing some of the facts. Obviously, 150 million people were not killed uh, in that. I'm relieved to hear that this morning. That's a good. uh, You're (laughs) the first journalist to confirm that for me. No one challenged him on that on the stage. I think also, like, to be fair, it's quite difficult in a fast moving debate. And you might you think you might not have heard him or something like that. I'll I'll give I'll cut people a little bit of slack on that. But I mean, we haven't wiped out half of America uh, or more than half of America from gun violence uh, uh, that I know of. Maybe maybe you and I are missing things. Uh, well, gun violence uh, is a serious thing, and they were trying to uh, uh, attempt to do it seriously, but it sort of summed up to me what you what you did, your litany. He did not get pressed on Mandela, which astonished me, because it's a big story that people are now knowing he just made it up. 
the Deng Xiaoping thing. His campaign, is, his campaign last night, to be fair, said he was separated from his black colleagues at the airport. That's their that's their explanation. That's not being arrested. Those are very two very different things. And and three times he didn't say arrested once. He said arrested three times. He thought he was getting away with it in three different situations. He lied about that. But here is Mike Bloomberg, the biggest gaffe of the night, cut number seven. Let's just go on the record. They talked about 40 Democrats. Twenty one of those were people that I spent a hundred million dollars to help elect. All of the new Democrats that came in and put Nancy Pelosi in charge and gave the Congress the ability to control this president, I I, I got them. I bought them. I bought. Then he stopped because he knew he he shouldn't say that he bought Congress, but he bought them, Jake Sherman. He really does view the world as something that can be bought. Well, I think he uh, it was an unfortunate gap to be sure, but these things do not. Uh, have tremendous impact, I would say. I would say that these those comments from Bloomberg, I mean, people know, listen, people know he's a rich guy, and his bet is that people don't care. And if people care, they're able to overlook it if they want to beat President Trump, and that's the ultimate question for him. Now, again, and I asked him, and you and I discussed this the day after I spoke to him, but you and I, uh, I asked him, what happens if you don't win a single state? How will you become the nominee? And he kind of brushed that off, but at this point, he's not won a single state. He's not likely to win a single state. It doesn't look like, or maybe he does, and we don't we don't know it yet. So I don't know at this point what his path is to the nomination. I note overseas that the uh, market retreat continued in Germany and England. We don't know what's going to happen here today. I always disclose my audience. I bought back into the market yesterday after Amazon dropped down to 10% below its highs because I think this is crazy. There's no reason for panic. And it was confirmed by last night, Jake Sherman, they talked about coronavirus sort of unwillingly for 30 seconds. Were you surprised by that? I was, and not until 80 minutes into the debate. Um, I was very surprised by that, especially as the CDC and others in the administration kind of raised the alarm bells. So, I, I, I again, it, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm reading the same information as everybody else. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't, I'm not a disease expert, but it, it seemed to get underplayed, in my estimation, compared to the evidence that we have available in the public. Well, well, the takeaway is if they're not worried about it, I'm not going to worry about it. Let me let me conclude by by asking you, Bernie Sanders was the leader at the beginning of this. I'm looking at real clear politics, uh, assortment of polls for the big states. Sanders is ahead nationally. Uh, Sanders is ahead in California. Sanders is ahead in Texas. Sanders is ahead in North Carolina. The betting odds has Sanders ahead. The only place that Joe Biden is ahead is in South Carolina, and he's dripping there. Who's going to be the nominee, Jake Sherman? It looks at this point, unless something changes, it looks like Bernie Sanders. I, I, I wouldn't bet on that. I might bet your money, but not my money. Uh, but I, unless something new happens, unless we see some new event that we don't foresee at this moment, it does look at this point that Bernie Sanders will, has the likeliest path to the nomination. I agree. Jake Sherman of Politico, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com.